0: and um, that hymn is why we went over to Zimbabwe, Africa to share the gospel um, with kids. We had the opportunity, um, a team of us had the opportunity to um, go back to a place that um, we, my sisters and I, and Josiah also got to go last year to share the gospel through music camps. And so um, we host a music camp here that's very similar to what we do over there. So that was a neat opportunity Um, This is a little picture of Africa. Zimbabwe is right down at the bottom for you to get a picture of that. That's Zambia. I I have no control. (laughs) All right. Um, There's Zimbabwe. (laughs) So we went with the team... um, through an organization called Global Encounters, and they do kids camp all over the world, and um, so that was, that was really fun. Um, This is a picture I took of the little town that we were in called Green Valley. Um, It's a squatter's town, so people don't legally live there, but um, they just kind of make their, make their way there, make their own bricks. Even we see the steam coming out, and you're like, what is that? They're like, they're making their own bricks. (laughs) So it's a lot different than here. This is the team that I got to go with this year. Um, Liz Fox on the left is the leader of the trip and um, her dad is to the right of me. And he went over kind of for a different purpose in the music camps. He went over to train in choir, um, like train some choirs and as well as conducting how to lead choirs. And so he got to bring his skills over that way. Many of you know Loyal Wallace and her husband Chandler Goodrich. They were also on the trip, so that was fun. These, this is one week of um, camp kids, so we got to go two different weeks. So this is one week. We had about um, 60 kids each week. This would be um, American missionaries as well as translators from in country, and then about 60 camp kids. And they bust them in usually from like towns that the, um, like there's a host church over there and they also have like an outreach of their church is to do, um, kids' homes. And so they have kids that they feed all the time and share the gospel with, and then they bring them for a week of summer camp. And so that's where we step in and teach them kind of like a VBS would be. We teach them songs and verses, um, Bible stories, Um, my little station that I got to run every day was um, the children's choir. So I was teaching them musical symbols and then also got to teach them a fun kid song. We'd sit in a circle and sing together. They're so receptive, really eager to learn. Another um, neat aspect of camp, they stay there all night, all day for a week, um, each set of kids for two weeks, uh, for one week at a time, and then we get a new set of kids. So during that week, we get to feed them breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So kind of do an assembly line and most of them are pretty hungry. (laughs) They don't always get three square meals a day. So I asked one child uh, last year, I said, what is, you know, what do your parents do or whatever? He didn't have parents, which most of these children are orphans. Um, And he said, I live with my grandma and she makes her living off of recycling. Um, (laughs) So that's kind of, similar to a lot of these kids' stories. Um, some of the kids can speak English, not all of them can, so we depend heavily on translators. These are two of our translators, and they the relationships we're going to build with them are really special. They're really strong believers. Um, this is another translator, Stuart, and we play lots of fun games. This was um, Capture the Flag, and we do war paint for that, so <laughs> That's what that is. Um, it's really neat to see one of um, Liz Fox's hearts be- behind, or reason why she does a kid's camp um, to share the gospel. She says she's noticed that as you spend time, you know, time spells love. And so as you spend time playing games with them, um, they open up and receive the gospel a lot better. So this is one of the the games, and that's kind of the purpose of that. Um, another neat thing, so we um, teach them verses, And then they get to say them back to us for points for like during the camp. And the team with the highest points at the end um, of the week gets trophies and stuff. And then each team is signified by color. So they all have their different color team bandanas on. So they're right here. They're saying verses to me to pass them off. Um, Throughout the week, as you spend time with them, you can notice that you recognize a really soft um towards the gospel by the time the end of the week comes, and so um Thursday is kind of our target day for sharing clearly the gospel, and um we try to share it throughout the camp, but on Thursday, we make sure that they have heard the gospel and that they have an opportunity to respond to it and um This is a picture of a translator in the middle praying with two boys um, and in my station I with the first team that came, I shared the gospel with them really clearly and. Um, gave an opportunity for them to respond, and they were thinking about it. you could tell they're really contemplating just the eternal weight of their soul, and so um, three older boys responded and went with the translator because it 's a lot easier for the translator to explain in their you know native tongue how to receive Christ and make sure they get it. so he went with the three boys, and I continued teaching with another translator uh, translating and they left, and it's really hard to know whether they got it or what they're, you know, maybe they just want to pray about something else. You just feel kind of disconnected um, more than, more so than like a BBS team here. And so um, he went away with them, and then they came back, and this one voice countenance was just beaming. I was like, that is not the same kid that left. Um, And so I feel confident he had some kind of life change, um, received the gospel, hopefully. And um, so a lot of that happens. Um, It was... 20 or 30 roughly that responded to the gospel um, over the course of the two weeks. It's hard again to know how many only God sees the hearts. Oops. Oh. Okay. Um, This is a picture of Brian Fox, Elizabeth Fox's father, um, teaching the young people there how to sing. Um, A lot of the opportunities that we take for granted, like singing in school or Um, having choirs at church. Um, They do have them, but the education level with music and reading notes and things that we take for granted and maybe had, you know, learned at church um, or at school or different things, these kids don't get to um, always get. So they were so eager. I wish I could um, show my American students like, this is how we should want to learn. (laughs) Um, So I got to accompany the choir and that was a lot of fun. Um, this is a picture of one of the probably most influential choir directors um, over there in Zimbabwe in this um, specific church. And his name is Isaac. He has such, he wants to use music to spread the gospel. That's just his heart. And so I told my piano students, um, I have about 30 piano students here, and I told them at the last recital, I said, if you'd like to donate um, to this cause, I would purchase theory books, music theory books over here and bring them over there because they just don't have um, a lot of those resources. And it's very expensive to ship anything over there. And so um, they donated about $300 and I was able to put that into music theory books. And he was so thrilled. It was a surprise. So that was a lot of fun to get to share what we get over here really easily. Some more wear paint faces The kids are so sweet. Um, they did not know what a Polaroid camera was, so that was fun. (laughs) And they treasure, treasured pictures. It's fun. It's a little guy named Shama. He lives on the property there. So it's a, um, property that I believe the, actually someone in America owns, um, and lets them use for camps and Christian camps and ministry outreach. So that's where we do the camps. This is a picture of um, a group of girls that live on the property there on the on the camp property and um, learn sewing skills so that they can have something to do um, make a living later in life. so they take girls that um, some of them are orphans um, and they minister to them they do Bible studies and things with them as they like disciple them as well as teach them just the practical hands on sewing skills so I had loved going over to their little place at night and everything and hanging out with these girls. They're really sweet. And, um, they made me this dress while I was there. So this is, um, a picture of our drive to church. <laughs> it just was really fascinating to be slowed down on the way to church because of cows and ox and, um, donkeys and all sorts of things. So it was literally like, like right up next to our vehicle, just like moo, <laughs> <You're> like, whoa, <laughs> like, okay, we got to go to church guys. <laughs> and people are late there and you're like, what's the deal? And are like, well, you know, I got stopped by this. It's just such a time there is so different than here. So they wouldn't make an announcement that they have 30 seconds left <laughs> before they start because only half the people are there at that point. Um, this is at church with all different things that the sewing girls had made and traditional African fabrics, like, oh, look, we're all wearing those kind of things. So we took a picture, but a lot of these um, everyone except for um, the older lady in the middle is, would be a translator. And then the two on the left are American missionaries. <laughs> and then I got to walk home from church, which is really fun. It's like dusty roads and everyone's like, who are you? Why are you here? <laughs> because you look so different than everyone they know. And um, so we walked through the little town of Green Valley and there's these little shops like all over and they're so tiny. Like you walk in and there's the food and you don't know where it came from. You don't ask questions (laughs) and you're not really sure what the price is, but yeah. And then this is one of uh, the girl in the bright colored skirt. This is her family. And this would just be a typical, um, actually probably every day kind of how they eat meals. So they, a lot of, in this town specifically, they don't have, they wouldn't have like Dining room tables or things like that. It's just kind of a shack that they live in and then they're outside a lot. So it was really fun seeing all these little kids and they're so grateful for everything they have. And then while I was there, I asked them, I said, can I, we're teaching you um, a lot of English songs, but can you teach us some African songs? Um, this one is in Tonga, which is one of the many languages that are spoke there in Zimbabwe. Um, so I'd like to sing this for you. It's, a, "It's The English translation is, Do you have Jesus in your heart? And they did hand motions with this. So it goes, Do you have Jesus in your heart? And they would probably be dancing with that because they're way... Way more enthusiastic than we are. Um, And then these are the scripture verses um, that we memorize during the week. And if you're American, um, you can memorize them in English and Shona and get like their language and your language and get double points. So I'll quote my memory verses for you. (laughs) It goes, um, If you want to turn to Ephesians 1, 4 through 6, you can have the uh, translation there. But it goes, uh let's try again. Sejva kakati sarangura, Mari Nike Isati Yavamwa, Kuti Tivajvani Vasin Vasina Mojva, Pamberi Pake mururo. Akati Merakari, Kutina Jesu Christo, Te Vanakum Ramuwaki, Te Vanamukanawaki, Sejvaka Fazwa Pakurawaki, Kuti Kunaka Kukuru, Kunyashake, Zaka ubudi Udi wake kurumbizwe. So that's They're typical, like Shona is the majority of what's spoken in Zimbabwe, I'd say. And their sunsets are amazing. But this trip, um, the Lord really showed me that it doesn't matter where you're at. Um, I used to think that, you know, it's really special or like just even better to go and share the gospel in Zimbabwe than to share it here. But there's nothing special about Zimbabwe. Um, except for there's people there, and God loves them, and he wants them to hear the gospel. And so God was showing me in this trip specifically, um, I felt like he just was doing that work in my heart that, Susanna, it doesn't matter where you're at, what you're doing, um, it's all to the glory of God. You should do it with all your might, with all your heart. Um, I think of the quote by Jim Elliott, which is, wherever you're at, be all there, live to the hill every situation you believe to be the will of God. And so I don't know why God sent me to Africa. I don't know if I'll ever go back, but um, just, it was neat to receive that heart of God. You love these people. And so I want to love them too and share the gospel with them. So thank you for your prayers. Thank you for um, allowing me to share with you some of what God's doing over there in Zimbabwe. There are faithful believers sharing the gospel all the time and reaching out to these kids that don't have food and don't have um, love on a regular basis. And so it was exciting just to see that and be encouraged by the believers over there. Thank you.